Welcome to the Mount Zion Wesleyan Church Podcast. We hope this message encourages you, challenges you, and inspires you to step into the life God has for you. For more information about our church, visit us online at mountzionwesleyan.com. Well, hey, church, thanks for joining us online this morning. We want to wish everyone a happy 2021, and we hope that your year is off to a great start. But let's face it, that's not our reality. And that's what I want to focus on this morning, because if we were honest, when we ended 2020, our hopes, our dreams, our prayers and our desires was that 2021 would start differently than 2020 ended. The question that we have to ask as believers is what do we do in the midst of disappointment? What do we do as we look upon a new year and as we begin this 2021 season? How do we do it with a kingdom perspective with a God kind of mindset. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to Matthew chapter two, verses one through 12, we are going to look at what the wise men have to tell us about how we can enter into this new season and into this new year. So Matthew chapter two, beginning in verse one. Jesus was born in Bethlehem near Jerusalem, during the reign of King Herod. After Jesus's birth, a group of spiritual priests from the east came to Jerusalem and they inquired of the people, where is the child who is born king of the Jewish people? You see, we observed his star rising in the sky and we've come to bow down before him to worship. King Herod was shaken to the core when he heard this. And not only him, but all of Jerusalem was disturbed when they heard this news. So he called a meeting of of the Jewish ruling priests and the religious scholars. And he demanded that they tell him where the promised Messiah was prophesied to be born. And they said, he will be born in Bethlehem in the land of Judah they told him, because the prophecy states, and you little Bethlehem, you are not insignificant among the clans of Judah, for out of you will emerge the shepherd king, the king of my people, Israel. And then Herod secretly summoned the spiritual priests from the east to ascertain the exact time the star first appeared. And he told them, Now go to Bethlehem and carefully look for the child. And when you find him, report to me so that I too can go and bow down and worship him. And so they left and they went on their way to Bethlehem. And then suddenly the star they had seen in the east, it reappeared. Amazed, they watched as it went ahead of them and it stopped directly over the place where the child was born. And when they saw the star, they were ecstatic and they shouted and celebrated with unrestrained joy. 
When they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they were overcome. Falling to the ground at his feet, they worshiped him. And they opened up their treasure boxes full of gifts and presented to him gold and frankincense and myrrh. And afterward, they returned to their own country by another route because God had warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod. So the question that I want us to chase after this morning, as we enter into a new year that has begun like the year ended in 2020, how can the wise turn their disappointments into divine appointments? The first thing that we learn from the wise men is that the wise look for God in every situation. Notice that the wise men, when they saw the star, they headed to the palace because where would a king be born? It just made sense to them that the new king, when he had come to earth, that he would be born in a palace, but that's not what they found. But they weren't disappointed. They were not distraught. You see, the facts do not diminish the truth. Oftentimes, when we enter into a season of struggle, into a season of uncertainty, into a season of darkness, We allow the facts, the reality of our situation, the hardships, the burdens, the brokenness of our relationships, we allow that to diminish the truth, the truth that God is good, that he is present, that he is a help when trouble presents itself. And if we can anchor our faith and see God even in the seasons of brokenness, even in the seasons that we would not choose. You see, if we're going to be wise about 2021, we have to look beyond our situation. and We have to look for a person We have to choose not to look at what is directly in front of us. And instead, we have to seek someone, someone whose name is Christ Jesus, the name that is above every name. If you can see God in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your struggle, in the midst of your brokenness, At that point, you find the hope that you are seeking. At that point, you find the hope that you desperately need. Joseph, after being sold into slavery by his brothers, after experiencing famine and longing and false accusations, he finally has this reunion with his brothers his brothers who had told their father that your son, your beloved, he had been killed. And you thought that 
Christmas might have been a little bit awkward for you and your family after being reunited. Joseph looks at his brothers and he says, what you meant for evil, God is going to use for good. And God has used it for good. Why could Joseph respond this way? Why did he choose to allow the storm, the darkness, the brokenness of his circumstances, his situation? How did he not become bitter? How did he become better? Because Joseph, he did not miss God in the midst of circumstances that he would not have chosen. You see, the wise, they always see God in the midst of a pandemic. In every situation, in every circumstance, under every condition, they see God in the midst of it. We see the story of Paul who is looking through prison doors and it is his voice, his song, even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of being falsely accused, Paul raises his voice and he sings the anthem, rejoice in the Lord always. And in case you didn't hear me, I say it again, rejoice. David, after having to flee from a man who had become like a father to him, who was insecure in his own position and in his own right and in the promises that God gave him. David is hiding in a cave. And David writes these words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Why? Because David saw God in every situation. Job, after losing his family and his fortune, his health, his possessions, after losing every earthly comfort that he had ever known, Job says, blessed be the name of the Lord. What do all of these men have in common? In the midst of the darkness, we can choose to look at something or we can be like them and we can look for someone. And that is exactly what they did. Notice in the scripture that we read found in Matthew chapter two, the Herod, he, he sought the counsel of the scholars and, and they told him, they told him about the Savior and they knew where he was to be born. But the scholars, they were comfortable and confident just in the scripture, just in the knowledge, not in the presence, but just in the information but not the wise men. The wise men, they were not content, nor were they satisfied with just the information. 
They sought after the Savior. And it wasn't until they found themselves in his presence. The scripture tells us that they rejoiced. They found the Savior not in a palace, not sitting upon a throne, but in a humble home. We know that Jesus did not have a lot of money because when his parents sacrificed him, they they bought the doves, which was kind of an illustration and proof of poverty. But the wise men, they were not discouraged or disappointed by the humble home. Why? Because they were looking not for something, They were looking for someone. They were seeking a savior. Isn't it true that most of 2020, we spent consumed by something, by our circumstances about what we viewed as rights being robbed from us, about the discomforts and the earthly pleasures that were forfeited, All the while, the truth of a savior, the beauty of God incarnate was right there, right there waiting for us. I'm reminded of Psalm chapter 112 verses four through nine. The psalmist writes, even in the darkness, light dawns. For the upright, for those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous, God will draw close to them. Those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Listen to this. Surely, surely the righteous will never be Shaken. Why? Because they will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure and they have no fear. In the end, they will look triumph own their foes. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their anthem, their praise, their voice, their horn will be lifted high in honor of a God who is faithful and true. Throughout history, It is during seasons of disappointment, the disappointments of life, the disappointments of circumstances, the failing and the brokenness of relationships, the failing of of health, times of uncertainty. That is the seasons, that is the time when Christians have shined the brightest. Why? 
Because the God that dwells in us, his goodness is not dictated by our circumstances nor our condition. God is good. He is faithful forevermore. January 2020 was shaping up to be a year like no other. Everything was up and to the right. Mount Zion, we were breaking records with attendance. Giving had never been higher. Visitors had never been more. Our staff was unified. The youth ministries, our student ministries, they were doing things that, I mean, it was impossible, it seemed. They were doing missions trips and Stephen was doing is such an excellent job in leading them faithfully. Attendance was higher than it had ever been before. Every time I walked away from an event, I had to repent for being a terrible youth pastor after seeing Stephen's leadership. Children's ministry, we had maxed out rooms. We were having conversations about building. What are we gonna do with all the children that God has blessed us with? We were talking about adding services, shepherding under Keith's leadership. He had trained these shepherds that were going to go out because the need was so great and our means, they were limited. Missions, we had so many wonderful opportunities. Things were better than they'd ever been. We had just come off an incredible, incredible marriage conference in which relationships were being restored. Momentum was growing. February was an incredible month. But then came March and we made the decision before the governor's mandate, before the presidential ask, we made the decision to, to pause our in-person gatherings. After an abundance of caution, we pulled medical professionals around us and we asked the question, what should we do? We took that information and we made the decision. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought the decision for us not to gather in person would be two, maybe three weeks. But three months into it, the vision, the star, the dreams that we had at the beginning of January, to be honest with you, it seemed like a far memory. And it left many of us asking the question, God, why would you allow this? When things were going so well, where are you at in the midst of this? You see, I was looking at something and I wasn't looking for someone. And because I was allowing my circumstances and my situation to dictate how I was feeling and I was using that to measure the goodness of God, I was disappointed to say the least. And although 2020, it was full of some bad things, there was also some beautiful life lessons. 
God used 2020 to grow me up more than any season of my life. You see, not only were we dealing with a global pandemic, but when George Floyd, when that situation happened and social unrest began to come to the forefront, as leaders, we began to to step up and began to speak out. And I wish, I actually don't, but you'll have to take my word for it. The emails that I received in a given day, they were so conflicting. On one end, I would read an email how I wasn't speaking out against the oppression. I needed to speak more about the minorities, about those individuals who do not have as much of a voice in our culture and in our society. And then in the same way, I was getting emails and having meetings about how I wasn't supporting law enforcement enough how I wasn't speaking against an agenda or against an organization. People were asking me to use the platform that God had entrusted me with to make political statements. And when I refused, some people chose to leave. Some people chose to stop giving. These were people that I love, people that were family, that were friends. That was a difficult season. And God asked me the question, Luke, where are you finding your significance? Luke, where are you placing your trust? And people are in me. I had to walk beside small business owners. They had to shut their doors. I had to walk beside daughters who were not able to hold the hand of their dying mother because they were not granted access into the hospital room. I had never been taught that the best way that I can love you is to keep my distance, to stay away. Leading something as beautiful as the church and all the messiness that that entails. Email after email about how we were being irresponsible by not allowing and not mandating masks. We weren't doing enough. And then in the same way, I would get three more emails saying, we're not coming back because you are overreaching You were being too strict so they would choose not to serve or they would choose not to return. This season has been difficult. If you look at something, if you look at the circumstances, if you look at the condition, never has there been a season in which my relationship with my family and with the Lord have been stronger. I've never had a season in which I have been more present around the dinner table than this season. Playing sorry and mousetrap and go fish. 
all the board games, all the laughter, all the memories that were made in the midst of a pandemic. The season God has grown my relationship with Jessica because as I would come home exhausted, it was her constant steady voice that would remind me of my calling and as my place as a son of the king, that God was good and he was faithful. And it revealed in my heart dependencies that I had placed in areas other than God Almighty. So I had to spend some time repenting and seeking the Lord. And I can say that my relationship with God, not in spite of, but because of the darkness and the struggle of this season, because of it, my relationship with the Lord has never been stronger. Why? Because I chose to not look at something, but instead seek someone. The wise, they offer their best to God in every circumstance. Notice that the wise men, when they came to the house and it wasn't a palace, they had to begin to ask the question, do we have the right place? And they didn't allow their disappointment. They didn't allow their questions. They didn't allow their disgruntledness to keep them from giving their very best in this moment. Oftentimes, when we are disappointed, when things don't go like we want them to go, when we feel like God is absent, he's far off, he's indifferent. When leadership, when they don't make the decisions that we would have them make, oftentimes instead of giving our best, we withhold, we take a step back. We refuse to serve or refuse to give or refuse to participate. Why? Because we have allowed our disappointment, our dissatisfaction, we have allowed our circumstances to trump our Savior. The reason why we give, the reason why we love our neighbor well, the reason why we pursue righteousness. The next thing that we notice that the wise do is the wise always they always seek a kingdom perspective. This week, I wanna encourage you to take some time, take some time to, to read in Genesis chapter 12 through Genesis chapter 15. You see, Abraham, much like the wise men, it seemed like their perspective constantly had to change. They were constantly being rerouted. You see, Abram, he was given a promise by God that he would have a son and that this son would become a mighty nation. I love in Genesis chapter 15, scripture tells us, and after these things, what things? Famine, 
after Abram's wife was taken captive, now it was self-inflicted. He, he lied. And this was a consequence of that. But she was taken captive after Abram's nephew Lot was taken captive. After persecution, after mile and mile and mile, after journey, after journey, after journey, after disappointment, after disappointment, after disappointment. Abram looks at God and says, is the deal still on? Are your promises, are they still good? And God in this moment, he gives Abram a different perspective, a new vantage point. And he pulls Abram outside. And he says, Abram, I want you to look up. And Abram looks up and he says, do you see all the stars? Can you count them? And it was a rhetorical question. Of course, he couldn't count them all. And God said, nor will you be able to count the number of your descendants. What was God reminding Abram of in this moment? It really is all about perspective. And as we enter into a new year in which much is the same, our perspective will determine the quality of our life and our hope. God was reminding Abram in this moment that I am good I am faithful and I will always keep my promises. So as we begin a new year, no matter what you're going through, regardless of the diagnosis, regardless of the headlines, regardless of the job situation, regardless of the questions, the uncertainty about school. Be reminded that God is good. He is faithful. He is present. You, his son, you, his daughter, he cares for you more than you could possibly ever know or imagine. So in this season, may we choose a kingdom perspective. May we believe that regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our condition, that God, he is beautiful. That God is good. That God is present. That God is for you. And if he is for you, what can stand against you? Let us pray together. Father God, we turn our perspective heavenward. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, our God Almighty. So Father, this day and for the rest of our days, find us faithful 
you are so good. You are so good. And Father, for those individuals this morning who are walking through a season of disappointment, may they look for you in every situation. May they offer you their best through every circumstance. And may they have a kingdom perspective. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Church, we love you. Let's continue to worship together. Thanks for listening to the Mount Zion Wesleyan Church podcast. We hope this message has inspired you to take a next step in your walk with Jesus. For more messages or to watch our full worship gathering on demand, visit us online at mountzionwesleyan.com.